southbound on uh, Paxton. It appears to be three male blacks in the vehicle. It's a white Hyundai, I believe. At any time during this evening, did it go through your mind that this was not a human being that you were beating? The police approach black men as criminals first and citizens second. Tonight, we must tell our children that for African-American children and adults, freedom is not yet a reality in the United States. If they cannot get a conviction with the Rodney King video available, there can be no justice in America. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Why do we hate each other so much? I don't even know what day it is, but we are in the We are in the aftermath of uh, police brutality of power that we as a people have allowed to happen or to be that power being taken advantage of you're supposed to serve and protect and we granted you that we as a people we granted you that and you took advantage of it and you still continue to take advantage of it for nine minutes this man had his knee his shin on another man's neck and he didn't care that people were filming he didn't care that you know it's not that he didn't care he knew he knew that nothing was gonna happen to him because he's had complaints and nothing happened nothing came of it because blue protects their own so for nine minutes he had his knee on this dude's neck and I'm pretty sure you could feel the pulse slow down and I'm pretty sure he felt when life left that man's body and he felt nothing and the people that were with him felt nothing because blue protects its own the, the, the corners the Everybody involved in that business protects its own. So the people that do the autopsy, they'll lie about it because you want to keep working with this. You're going to help us out and you're going to lie about it. I, I try not to think of it as a black versus white, whatever. And, and I mean, I see it. I understand it. It's it's for them. They don't serve and protect anymore. It's us versus them. They have a brotherhood. So. They don't see people as people. They see them as 
another chore, another thing to do, another another this, another that. It's crazy that now, in 2020, well, I mean, 2020 has already been crazy or whatever. But it's, in this day and age, we are going to have to have a police to police the police. If that makes sense. There's this um, thing or story or whatever that I learned from uh, uh, the military. When you go to war and, and you see the enemy, you have to think of them as less than you, of lives you have to take, they have to end, they have to die. And they go in knowing that they're going to kill somebody. They know that they're going to have to end a life. They know that they're just going to have to eliminate something. And, 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 and this is why I've heard that people from the military hate, most of all, hate this, uh, the way the police act or the, this brutality that the police because when they go to war and they bust in someone's home, they don't shoot. They wait. They wait to see if this is a threat. They wait. They put their life on the line and they wait. Those are the things of war. And it's crazy that the United States or the military or just we give more time to our enemies when we are at war than we do to our civilians. That doesn't make sense. And then and that's what I've heard that, that people that have been in the military and have come back and vets and all that, that is, it, it's baffling how we grant more justice to our enemies than we do to our to ourselves but it, it's like th if you're a police officer this is what you signed up for you signed up to get shot at you signed up to put your life at this is not it's not it's like it shouldn't be a surprise but at the same time everybody shouldn't be able to just apply for the job so I get that part of it but still, man, for nine minutes, for nine minutes, just to, because of your pride, because of your anger, you just ended a life just because. And that look he had where he knew, well, he thought he knew, he knew because it has happened before. And he has many complaints against him. He knew that nothing was going to happen to him. So it didn't matter if he was being recorded. It didn't matter. Nothing else mattered. He's like, okay, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Because I'm a police officer. He has the government behind him. He has everybody behind him. The police is, is the biggest mob on the planet. So that's 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 where that anger's from. That's where the protests. That's what everybody's, I'm for. Something has to change. Something has to happen because this isn't right. And like I said, we have to police the police.
Somebody has to police the police. Somebody has to. I, I say that military vets or people in the military police them. Have full-on body armor, full-on uh, armor-piercing rounds and everything, just watching everything. They don't have any authority, just being like a ref. No authority, just watching. If the people being pulled over act out, then it's granted. But if the cops act out, then at least we have somebody that's able to take them down. I don't know why it has to come to this or why it has to be like that, but it seems like there has to be a ref now. There has to be somebody there. Because in that video clip, the people were telling him, check his pulse. Is he okay? Check his pulse several times and he didn't even whatever. And the people around him fucked him too. They didn't even do anything either. Check his pulse. So, it's clear that somebody has to police the police. Body cams don't work because, oh, what was a body cam going to do at that point? It would just record it, but didn't save him. So, somebody has to police the police. So, I understand that anger. I see the protesters, and I get it. I know. I see the rioters. I get it. I know. And I see the looters, I get it, I know. It's anger. They tried to protest peacefully, taking a knee. That's, that was just disrespectful. Um, there have been other deaths, and they protested peacefully, but nobody knows about them. It's not sexy enough for the news. It's not, it's not anything. Okay, they protested. Whatever. On to the next story. So, I understand that the protest is opening the door. But you also need rioters. You also need looters. Now it's national news. Now the world knows. Now we're actually paying attention to what has been going on. So, I might... I think, Rioters, I'm like whatever about, because I would be doing that too. Looters, that's the part where I'm like, well, there are people that take advantage of that, and and and, and that's where I'm like what like on the fence about. There there have been uh, there have been footage surfacing of um, protesters tackling or or or, or stopping looters. Because they don't want it to taint what the what the protest is about. I guess the most disturbing part about it, well, not not the most, but one of the fact, well, one of the things that really bothers me is that young white people are destroying things. Young white people are looting, are rioting, for what? This doesn't affect you. This has nothing to do with you. Why are you doing that? I understand that you want to protest, but the ones that are destroying and taking advantage of what's going on right now, you're worse than scum 
You don't belong here. Get out of here. You haven't suffered. You haven't been through anything. And you don't know what it's like to be a person of color. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I don't even know if it matters, but um, I am a person of color. Uh, my parents were both born in Mexico. Uh, Santa Maria, Tindu, Oaxaca, which is um, just how like people make fun of the South, like, oh, this is the dirtiest part of whatever of the United States. This is where my parents come from. That's basically what they say about them. So it's like dirtiest part of Mexico. Which is crazy, and it's whatever, but that's where they come from, that's where I'm from, that's where my blood comes from. And I know what it's like to be judged by just the color of my skin. I know what it's like to be uncomfortable in places where I know I'm not, I guess, welcomed. This is this there's this example that I always tell my friends that um I can hang out at anybody's party, everybody around the world. I can hang out with Muslims, Puerto Ricans, every race, Chinese, Japanese, it doesn't matter. Every race I can hang out at their <clears throat> Okay, sorry. I just got a phone call. Um, I forgot where I left off. I think it was talking about white kids or some shit. <laughs> about where my parents are from and all that. Um, just, yeah, just people taking advantage of uh, what's going on, which I feel, which I feel is, is is probably the most irritating part of everything that's going on. I'm not saying that everything that the protesters, rioters, and looters are doing is right. Um, I just understand. I get it. I know. I know that feeling of frustration. I know that feeling of not being welcomed, not being okay with what you're surrounded with. I don't know if, if, if other race, well, I mean, pretty sure other races, but I don't know if white people or people of. And I don't even like saying white people. Because like, I know there are white people that are. There's, there, there's this comedian, Theo Vaughn. And he um he actually made me understand that it's not all white people that there are people that are in the same struggle as uh, the rest of us. He has a joke or whatever. I'm gonna butcher it. I'm not even gonna tell it right, but I'm not even gonna try to tell it. But the, basically, the premise of the joke is that you know if all white people are evil or are doing all the uh the whatever like taking advantage of like how is there low income or how is there like rednecks don't you think we would all have a mansion don't you think like so it's like dude like it's not all of us it's just some of them do you think if i oppressed you would i live next to you so so I don't want to say all white people. I just, well, you know what? All white people in power, I guess. I don't even fucking know. Dude. I just, I just know that it's corrupt. The thing is corrupt. I don't know how far it bleeds into the government 
but it's there. Its roots are deeply embedded. And for nine minutes, man, nine minutes, this dude had his fucking knee, his shin on someone else's neck and just felt the life leave that man's body. And he was okay with that. And his partners were okay with that. If there was no footage of this, it would have been swept under the rug. Like always. It's not fair. It's not right. But I understand it. I get it. I, I mean, from their point of view, I get it. It's you never know. You took that job. And every, every time you pull somebody over, it could be the end. It could be the last time. They could be every time you go to work. It could be the last time. I get it. It's it, it it's a very stressful job. I get it, but it's what you signed up for. It's that comes with a job. I think there needs to. There needs to be a restructure of the entire policing. Um, what is it called? Policing. There needs to be an entire restructuring of the policing industry or business or whatever the fuck it is. Like I said, there the, we have to elect. I think that's where it's going to get to. We, we have to elect people that are gonna I guess be like referees whenever somebody gets pulled over somebody that's not with the people somebody that's not with the police and out like something outside of that and I suggest military because they've seen worse they can work under pressure and they're not biased. It's crazy that the most calm people are military people. So I think, I mean, I think that's what's going to need to happen. Trump has really, um, he's really dropped the ball on this. He's let his pride and his ego control what he's doing now <laughs> dude this motherfucker dude he he fucking uh forced people off of the the white house lawn or where the fuck happened and then he strolled down to the fucking church took a picture with the bible and he thought that that was gonna fix something if anything anything at all he thought that was gonna do something If that doesn't let you know the kind of person that this man is, I don't know what else will. The answer is extremely clear. It's 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 so obvious on how to de-escalate what's going on right now. 
if I was, or if anybody with a <laughs> a decent, you send all your resources to investigate that agency, the police agency, where that happened, and you will hold a press conference. Where at the beginning of the press conference, you hold a moment of silence for nine minutes. Making people understand how long that is. Nine minutes of silence. Let people understand that for nine minutes, this guy was begging for his life, begging to survive, calling out to his mother. Do you know like what level of how down in your psyche you have to be to be calling out to your mother? You have to be at a very low, low, low level in your mind. To resort to calling to your mother. That means he had nothing else to cry for. He had nothing else to beg for. He had nobody else. He knew that nobody else was going to come. He resorted to a child. For nine minutes, man. Nine minutes. If Trump was a decent man, he would have focused on that. But because he's not, <clears throat> he focused on his pride and his ego. He thinks that calling the military, National Guard, whatever, is, is what he needs to do to make sure that people know that he is a strong man. That he, 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 he. In his mind, that's all it is. It's he, me, I. That's it. And the people that support him. I don't know why you guys don't see that. He doesn't care about the public. He doesn't care about the people. He doesn't care about anybody but himself and that's irritating <clears throat> anyways moving on um there's this uh a national geographics has uh, a documentary out right now it's uh, it's called la 92 the letter a uh, the letter l the letter a and then 92 all together and it's about the Rodney Keene riots. And it goes down and, and, and uh, how the system's fucked up and the riots and all the pain that goes within it. It's it's basically what's happening right now and it's mirroring it. You should watch it when you listen to this. Um, I mean, you can end this right now and just go watch that. Uh, it'll do <laughs> you better. Uh, just just e either... Stop this, go watch that, or just when you're done with this, then go watch that. But it's just, 
how history just keeps repeating itself and that's what the protest isn't really about this guy that got that was murdered it's all a buildup for so long this has been happening for so long it's been swept under the rug for so long these guys have not been tried for so long they've been getting off and it's 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 a buildup. It's it's a mixture. Right now, it's a perfect uh, what is it called a perfect storm or whatever. That <clears throat> now we're coming from Corona, the coronavirus, quarantined. We're antsy already. We're already frustrated. We're whatever. This happens, and then lights the fuse. And now, you know what? We're already irritated. It's like somebody. This is. This is road rage, basically, for the for for the United States. We're angry. We're already angry coming into what had well, what happened. So now we're gonna escalate it. I mean, it's a good cause. It's a good thing that you know we have to fix this because this isn't fair. This isn't right. And the people that are telling us, the people that control us or, or or push us to be like you know what this isn't right or or force us to abide by the laws or the ones twisting breaking molding and covering up those laws because it's not just the cops that we have to blame we have to blame the coroners that they work with the judges the DA, the entire system, because they only protect themselves, they only care about themselves, and they don't care who they have to not acknowledge, I guess. So, when you get a chance, uh, it's called LA92, it's on YouTube, it's free, uh, it's, it's, it's a really good documentary. I think I'm watching like three times already. But uh, another thing that bothers me is that, yes, sometimes it feels like this country, the United States, is a white versus black. But it leaves me asking, like, what about the other colors? What about the other races? Native Americans, they have a lot of things happening to them. Where's their protest? Mexicans, where's their protest? Chinese, where's their protest? It irritates me that it doesn't matter unless it's black versus white. Because I'm sure if this happened to like some Mexican dude or some Chinese dude or whatever, it would not be as viral. It wouldn't be as news sexy. It's irritating. And and I was having this conversation with my brother is like and he was telling me like, Well, we're lending our voices, we're doing what we know how can he um he made a good point. He told me that if we don't fight for ourselves, nobody's gonna fight with us. I get that. But what bothers me is that if we don't fight for ourselves why are we fighting for somebody else? 
And I mean, there, there's layers on that, I guess. I mean, there, there's things that you can dig up and, and be like, I don't know. Maybe we care more about other people than ourselves. Maybe we can, we think we can endure more than other people. I don't know. But it just bothers me that if it was any other race, nobody would care. But because it's black versus white, everybody cares. And it's sexy or whatever. I don't know, man. And he, he told me something else, too. And, and, and I think this is when he realized that it's not okay, I guess. He went to a van store here in Madeira. And he heard the guy, the owner, I guess, or whatever, or somebody working there, that he was either sad or depressed or whatever, and it's because he'd been watching the news. And he was just like, you know what, I'm just going to, I just turned off the TV, turned off the news, and, you know, I'm feeling better now. And it's just like, must be nice, huh? Must be nice to turn off that uncomfortableness, turn off the hatred, turn off that being judged, turned off. Just, it must be nice to just turn it off and be okay and know that you're not being judged constantly. I wonder what that feels like to turn off a television, to turn off something and not worry when you get pulled over and not worry when you go into a building and not worry when you go to somebody's house and not worry when you go to a party that you're the only person of color. I wonder what that feels like. Because I don't know it. It, it, it It's extremely weird, man. I can hang out with every race. And they could be as <laughs> racial, I guess. I don't know. They could just be them. Just deeply them. And I will feel okay. I will feel like, you know, I don't have nothing to worry about. This is them. And this is me. <clears throat> and they accept me. They know what I am. And there's no judgment. There's nothing there. There's no... I have to watch how I say things. I have to do whatever. But every single time that I go into a room when there's nothing but white people, I, I automatically don't feel like I belong. I feel like I'm not dressed well. I feel like I didn't get a nice haircut. I feel like, well, am I too this? Am I too that? Am I... It, it just doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel okay. And maybe that's because with the other races, 
we understand each other because we have struggled. We have had to fight for everything that we want. And with them, they don't, they don't understand. I don't know, man. I, I, I really don't. It's just something that I'm struggling with, something that I'm fighting through, and I don't really hold white people accountable for anything. And I, I get that whole situation the, uh, about turning the TV off. I get it. It's just like I was telling him. I, I was telling my brother is like, if you have never starved in your life, and you watch somebody on TV say that they're starving and they're hurting, you're not gonna understand what that feeling is. You're not gonna understand what that struggle is because you've never been there. So I get it that. They can just turn the TV off and be like, oh, whatever, because they've never been there. They've never understood what that is, what that feeling is, what that pain is. So I get it. I, I get their passiveness. I, I understand that. You know what? This doesn't concern me. I'm going to turn it off. I don't care about it. I get it. I understand it. You've never been there. But. Be careful. Just because you've never been there means you will be there. Because you don't know how to fight it. You don't know how to... Only people that have fought a dragon know how to fight a dragon. You've never fought a dragon. So you are going to fall because you don't understand the tactics that we have gained by fighting a dragon. You will fall. And that day is coming. And the things that have hurt us, the things that we have had to fight through and sludge our way through, is the things that are making us stronger. And you just don't see that. Because you don't understand that. Because you don't need to. It's nice and clean up on the top. It's going to suck when you fall. My name is Seven, and this was Memoirs of a Sage. I was born by the river In a little tent Oh, and just like the river It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard living, but I'm afraid to die. Cause I don't know what's up there. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. I go to the movie and I go downtown. Somebody.
But I know a change gon' come. 